Okay, this is an interview with Dan Robinshaw, Ron and Dan's rescue. We're doing an interview for My First Pony. Uh, tell me about your first pony, Danny. My first pony was Ready Go, and it was a black and white Shetland Welch cross, and he was probably dark brown and white, but pretty much black and white. Um, long mane, half white, half black, and eleven um, two hands tall, and he was my Christmas present one year. And my sister had gone in the dark with her boyfriend to the place where he was destined to stay for a while, with with me coming down there every day. Uh, and she rode him up in the dark and got him to the backyard of our house. And I heard laughing on Christmas morning and thought they were opening presents without me. And so I went downstairs and uh, heard the noise out back, and I opened the door, and there was my sister on my new pony. That's great. How did you take him out immediately and go ride him? In my pajamas. Uh, lived in a regular neighborhood, and you know back then not as many people had dryers, um, so it was all clotheslines, and I was galloping up and down the yards with uh, ducking the clotheslines <laughs> in my pajamas <laughs> and bare feet and a little western saddle and bridle I think he was $150 with the tack and my sister warned me that he was a lot friskier than the couple ponies I'd been learning to ride on for the last two months um, and uh, and he definitely was but it was so much fun Oh, yeah, and it lead, led to you being a top hunter rider in the country. Also, tell me about some adventures you had on this pony, that some that stand out in your mind. Well, you know, I didn't know, I didn't have an English saddle, but I'd seen my sister posting, and I knew nothing about Western as far as um, how people rode Western horses. So I just mimicked my sister, who posted, so I posted all over the place in my little Western saddle. <laughs> And not knowing there was a thing wrong with it. And uh, at that point, I didn't, I'd never been to a horse show or anything else except uh, when my sister rode a couple ponies for a lady in town. And so I'd been there, but I didn't know enough to watch the classes and understand them. Um, but I started riding in November on a miniature Shetland stallion. And mostly I drove him with my sister when she rode a horse. And right. We'd go on trail rides. Um, but he was he was frisky, and so I could get on him, and he'd run around with me. The other one was a 25 cents around the circle um, pony, probably filled with worms and who knows what, <laughs> and he didn't go anywhere for me. Um, but so that was my practice up to that point. And um, anyway, I wanted to start jumping, and so I did. Did you start jumping on him with the Western saddle? I did. And uh, and the only thing my sister told me is you can never pull them in the mouth. Uh, when you're in the air, you've got to make sure that they, their heads are loose. And so if you can't do that, then you shouldn't be jumping. So I, of course, started practicing. And in February, there was a gymkhana at the, at the park, uh, which was close to my home. And so I went, and they had a pony jumping class. And uh, all the hunter ponies from in town and whatever else there might have been, most of them stopped and ran out and knocked things down. And and uh, I went in with Redigo, and he went all the way around twice. I think it was four rails twice around. 
um, you know, which, which is what the competition was. But anyway, so I won the pony jumping. Oh, super. Uh, at the very first class I ever went into. Many to follow. <laughs> Many to follow. <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, same thing with uh, my pony. I got him for Christmas. And uh, it's about the same thing. But we're here to talk about you. And uh, what happened to this pony? Did you give him to another kid when you outgrew him? And well. Continued on? Um, I did. Um, what happened actually was a. Uh, the lady who owned the barn where I was had a pony she'd bought for her niece. and uh, But it reared up with her niece, and the niece slid off, so she was scared of it. And he was 13-1, I think, a Bayron named King B. And uh, and even when I got my first pony, I was getting a little big for him to start with. And after I'd had him about, about a year, these people drove by and saw me riding him out in the little front lot, the only place that was really fenced at all like a riding ring although it was more like a little triangle um and they stopped and um had a young boy with them and uh they wanted to know if they could buy my pony and i mean this is me all on my own you know with mm-hmm. that and of course it horrified me and uh but i let them give me my number uh, give me their number and so then i talked to the lady that owned the little farm where i was and she said, well, you know, you really, you're, you know, you're almost outgrown him. And he needs to have another little boy to train. And you probably should step up to King B because Amy's not going to ride him. Mm-hmm. And um, so I let him talk me into it as much as I wanted to keep him forever. I, I knew I couldn't. And, uh, and so we called the people back. And so... My $150 pony sold for $275, and I got to see him every day. I knew where, where he went, and uh, and I kept up with him my entire life, or his life, and he died when he was 36 and Jeez. almost blind. And, and they kept him all that time? Not the same people, but... Right. Um, he went on to another family. But where he went on to, yeah. so... They do that. My pony, Snowball, went on to different people. And, yeah. yeah, and uh, anyway, he had a good life, but... Um, then King B was my next venture. So. And he was a, already a show pony? Oh, right? no, he wasn't at all. Um, I guess I taught him to jump, too. Right. Um, it didn't occur to me that I was actually teaching them anything. I mean, I, You both learned anything. I just knew that I wanted to jump, and, <laughs> and he jumped. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so then I got my first English saddle, which was uh, actually a racehorse saddle, so it was about two feet too long for, for me and no real flaps on the side <laughs> an exercise saddle it was an exercise uh-huh. saddle and uh but and i so i slid up and down and, it, and i remember the lady that taught riding in town which i didn't go to um i remember overhearing her say that little boy slides in the saddle like it's a a, a wash tub and uh and uh, i was so offended and uh and so there was in my first horse show in what you know I thought was perfect attire at the time but it was little black Kentucky jodfers a little black coat a little black bow tie a little black hat <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a, hunt, a hunt bridle with a with a uh, probably a hunter you know whatever they used to use on gated horses right. a curb bit mm-hmm. and uh but I found out about the snaffles then and figured out what, you know, what that was. So I knew that looked better. So I'm sure I put it on and let it 
sit in his head with about probably being three holes too long. Uh-huh. And uh, but he was a good pony. He did everything for me. So. And from that, you graduated on to horses. Yeah, I had to, well when as I outgrew him. Um, some people bought him for six hundred dollars, and I bought my first horse for six hundred dollars. And I was twelve, and she was twenty-two months old, and had been ridden twice in Western Tech at that point. <laughs> and uh, but I rode her, and she never hurt me, and and taught me a million things. That's great. I like and, how you transform from the pony onto the horses, and and, uh, and I thought she was wonderful, and she everything locally she wanted because. You know, we used to do stuff. We'd swim the inland waterway and chase goats on Goat Island. Um, I rode all through everywhere, even when she wasn't supposed to jump yet because she was too young. The only way, only place I knew how to do, where to do flat work, which I didn't really know much about, um, was in the Huma Cray Park, and it had it was the three six two railings tall, and uh, so I taught her to trot over things in the woods, and so then I'd trot up to that fence and she'd jump in the ring so I could go around about six times thinking I was doing flat work <laughs> and jump back out. And I didn't call that jumping because that was my means to flat work. That, <laughs> that was your injury. I had some term- I had some ex- vocabulary, but I had no idea what I'd all Entrance and exit. Yeah. And, uh, but she did. She did everything. Won the trail classes against all the Western horses and, you know, everything. Oh, yeah. That's Ground tied and... Uh, you name it, and then they'd have hunter hack classes back then, where you did an extended trot and a hand gallop and a halt and a back, and and so I practiced the uh, extended trot on the roadside by a golf course on my way to the park, where I would jump in to do my flat work. So anyway, she ended up trotting like a standard bred. I I could sit down and I'd somehow or another use my leg and pull her mouth, and then she just went into this gear. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just flew, and so <laughs> she always won classes because of that too. Yeah. And it's it's so funny because I'm sure she wasn't particularly talented, but I have never had a horse that retained practice and and things to do like that one did. Had a great mind on her. Well, she obviously because she didn't kill me. Right. And uh, and she and it turned out later that she was uh, sort of my key to getting you know, horses to go somewhere else with a little bit. And who would you first, uh, who did you start training with your first uh, hunter? Well, I I went in the summer uh, on my second pony, Russ Walter Sr. I used to work for him. For Sr.? Mm-hmm. Not, not Russ Walter. No, Russ Walter Sr. Yeah, I, okay. I showed for him my first day oh. show. Well, he used to have these 10-day clinics, riding clinics, and he judged the horse show. Uh, in, in the park there, and he found my mother and said, this boy needs to get some education because he really wants to ride well. And uh, and so he let me come two years early for the 10-day clinics, and I did that for five years, and we um, rode about two and a half hours in the morning, um, about an hour and a half in the afternoon with a little nap break, which I never could sleep, and I think there were five barns to feed, including their main customer barns and stuff, and we were taught how to do that first day or two, and I was always up first thing every morning. I had all four, all five barns fed by the time the other campers would would wake That's up. That's amazing, yeah. 
great and, uh, great teacher he he really he was a wonderful and I, and I will say to this very day he's the man that gave me the basics and the actual instructions um, of how to use your leg in what position and how it made sense for a canter departure leg to hand for a halt and you know he had a lot of terms that I couldn't didn't understand but we at night after dinner we had a two-hour lecture where we went over things we did in the day and what we we're going to do and all the definitions and uh of of things and I, you know then you go home and I'd practice it for a year and then do it again that was amazing was he married to Nola at the time he was yeah great Russ lady. and Nola farm yeah great lady he actually took me a steeplechase jock and uh I uh Got sick, of course, it's your interview. I got sick with uh, hepatitis B, so I didn't go back to Ocala, and I went to work for him. And we went to Aiken in the A show, and I was reserve champion. Beat Val Haynes and everybody. And in the jumper, Jack Tyler and I were going in the jump off, and it was too late, so he flipped a coin, and Jack beat me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I went to, uh, I'd never been to an A-horse show at that point. I really didn't even know what they were. And I, you know, by the time I was, I guess I was 16 was the last year that I went. Mm-hmm. And um, so we went to the horse show Black, Black Mountain and I got to ride a customer's horse who was selling it. And uh, his name was Calypso. And um, <laughs> and it was kind of funny because uh, I, I guess I did him in the Hunters, it's hard to remember, but I remember... At those shows, like nothing was split. It was there were about sixty kids in this equita- open equitation, mm-hmm. and uh, and I walked out and cantered, and then he started to blow up. And when we reversed, I, I was I didn't even think I could get to the in gate to try to excuse myself, which I'd learned is what you're supposed to do if mm-hmm. you're going to mess everybody up. And uh, so I. They had jumps in the ring, and I stood between the big panel and the back rail of an oxer and stayed there until the class was over. And then I just lined up with everybody, and I was fourth. <laughs> That's a great story. And uh, you were with, uh, went to the camp for Russ for five years, huh? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and That's where he got you to basic, taught you to basic. All and those basics. With and, and Stayed with you all your life. Like they did. And, uh, and I still use so much of that terminology today of... Uh, and that was back with Gordon Wright and Littower and right. you know George well, George Morris was young then but mm-hmm. um, but all that you know all that background of those fantastic old horsemen yeah it's amazing and I was uh, very lucky to have gotten that knowledge yeah um, at that time I don't think he spruced up the um, kept up to date with what the Hunter Ring was doing right not that I would have known the difference but mm-hmm. Um, so again, when I, it was changing at the time. I, I think it was, yeah. I, I mean, I can't tell you my own awareness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what showed me the difference was then again at a local show at home and I'd gotten my first real horse that, um, you know, that could do a shows and stuff. And, uh, Jack Goodwin, who used to train for the Firestones mm-hmm. years ago and he, he was alive then and in Southern Pines, and he saw me at a local show, so then he had me ride a couple horses at some different horse shows to help get them sold, I guess, and they were always champion. I, um, I don't know that this needs to go in it, but it... Uh, we'll modify it, go ahead. But it, uh, 
I think they were all stuck when I did them. Oh, yeah, they were all were. And sure. I never knew anything about all that. But anyway, so I bought the four-year-old they had at the show that didn't show. And she was 16, three, and a thoroughbred mayor and, and turning four years old. And uh, so quiet until I got her home. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> and so at that point... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I get so frustrated, and because uh, I didn't really know what to do with it, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, she still won stuff, you know, where I went, but right. I mean, I still wasn't going to the A shows and that sort of thing. And then Nora Cook from Charlotte. I know Nora. Mm-hmm. Nora was a great lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, the next one, that told my mother he needs to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Nora's for the summer. It was my last year as a junior, and uh, and my first year as a junior as well. And uh, anyway, she just said, "How did you get her to jump so good? She really jumps really well." And, and I said, "Well, Nora, I I have a feeling it's because I just trot everything because." She goes too fast when I can't. <laughs> and uh, and I didn't lunge. I, you know, I knew nothing about preparation. Right. And uh, and I certainly didn't know about the drugs. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, just through that and the, through the flat work that Russ Walter, you know, taught and stuff, and with Nora sort of guiding it for me, mm-hmm. you know, she actually became pretty broke and... And I had a really good horse on my hands. Yeah, but I've seen it all change. Like you said, when I was showing Russ, it was all about in Aiken. Uh, I forget the people that had the place. There was a couple, older couple. Uh, I forget the name of the place, but they had A shows there. And it was all about the outside arenas, the working hunters. You let them gallop and jump. I yeah. think the fences. I won all the time there. Yeah, and, and I loved that it, man, because I was a jump rider. Those big old things it. in Charlotte and those big coops. Yeah, and I loved real stone walls. Gallop and, and jump, and I liked that part. But now you don't see that anymore. It's do 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 jump, do 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 do. No, it's terrible. It's changed it like the Western Pleasure horses. They've ruined that. You seen what they've done with them? They don't even know how to canter. No. I told a guy one time, I said, a girl, she's, what do you think? I said, if my horses walk like that, I'd call a vet. Exactly. It's horrible. It's, it's a, um, it is horrible. But anyway, she was, a, I, and I won a medal in McClay that summer. That's amazing, yeah. And, uh, and so off we go to Harrisburg. My father, and a bumper trailer hitch probably, and a borrowed trailer. Mm-hmm. We haul up there. Nora couldn't go, and Judy Richter helped me there. And she still swears I would have. That's, that's Philip Hoffman's daughter, right? Yeah. I used to gallop racehorse for Philip Hoffman. Yeah. Wickle Mouse And she said, uh, I probably would have gotten a ribbon if I'd known how to dress. And I think my coat was a size 40 or 42 or something my mom got for me so that mm-hmm. I could grow into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it probably would, be, probably would fit today now that I'm old and fat. Oh, but, yeah. That was but, uh, and... Um, I mean, I just, you know, I just didn't know, you know, I mean, yeah, I was very local doing yeah. it, but, but that horse was five years old at the time, and she canted right around the middle in the clay, and that's amazing, and got, got on the standbys for the juniors, and, yeah, and, uh, so it was very, you know, it, wonderful experience, yeah. and, and ended up, as the next year I turned amateur, and in the meantime, I had all these people I was teaching in Wilmington, and it wasn't because I thought I was a great teacher. They had been kicked out of the other only other place. 
And I was like the little daredevil in town mm-hmm. that would ride anything. And so I could get their horses around the courses. And uh, so then they'd ask if I'd help their kid when they got kicked out or either got annoyed and left. And so I ended up having all these kids I was teaching, but I didn't think I was a teacher. Right. And uh, and so then... Um, so I, I did a first year of amateurs after I got out of the juniors, and then uh, Bucky Reynolds came up to me at Blowing Rock, and he had a girl in Michigan that he wanted my horse for. And so at the time, for me, that was a lot of money. It was $6,500, right. I think. And that set me out to be able to buy another one. So after my first pony, I paid for every horse that That's amazing. I ever that started from your first pony. Yeah, and... and uh, the interesting thing and the sad thing, I think, is uh, I don't think kids could get that chance today. They don't get that chance. They um, really don't. There's yeah. no, you know, there's there are people who will look out for them because Ron and I still do. We've, mm-hmm. We we uh, have had some different people that we've helped, and and in fact, uh, the guy that rides for us professionally now, we brought along from when he hadn't ever done a three six course, and, right? And really. Uh, and done the jumps, but he rides beautifully now, and he was champion of everything the last two weeks. And yeah, he started out on a pony, huh? Uh, yeah, he did. He you would remember his family. His mother was Sally Floyd. Yeah. Her mother Sarah Floyd, father mm-hmm. Dan Floyd. Mm-hmm. So that's his grandparents. And little Sally used to win everything at right. all, all the shows in Charlotte and that mm-hmm. area and stuff. And, and uh, but anyway, it's their son. But he never really had a, a horse, and he just came. Um, He'd been somewhere in Aiken, and he hated the way the horses were treated, where he wanted to be a working student, and it wasn't really a very good place. And So he left, and we were about we were going to Florida, and someone asked if we'd consider you know, helping him. Someone said, well, we're going to be gone. But we had him come ride once, and I had three three-year-old fillies. We were leaving home. And so we just said, you know, if you can just ride these three times a week, he's in college. And, uh, I mean, if you think you could do that, because otherwise we're going to, you know, we, I want them done just three times a week, but I don't want them trained. I just want them a little bit of walk, trot, canter, and, you know, just that sort of thing, because I didn't trust leaving right. somebody with a three-year-old that I knew was not an experience. No, because you can go down a bad road, you know, one person. One so, anyway, when we came back from Florida, all three of them worked trot, and cantering beautifully. And so then we started helping him. And uh, and then it was fortunate because um, one of our customers who had been badly injured at one point <coughs> offered her horse to let him begin doing the adults with. And uh, and then another customer was <coughs> pregnant, and she had three horses, and she wanted him to keep going. But as I said to her, and I I didn't ride anymore at that point, and and so you know I just said I don't want you to have to pay the professional rates for. You know, for these three horses that don't need that, they just need to right. go around some. And I said, if you let Hunter do them, um, you know, he's going to miss a lot. But so are you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, you know, it'll all be while we're watching it, mm-hmm. and we'll never let them go downhill. Right. And, uh, and they liked the idea. And uh, so he got a lot more experience than was lucky because we sort of went to bat for him. And, and, uh, 
we have customers that do it for the right reasons now. You know, when you get older, it's not all about every horse qualifying for no, every it's single. It's about day. having fun, you know. About it is back with the first pony. It's all about having fun, and it's it, not about you have to chase the points and no. go after stuff. And uh, so now we have people that if the, if they qualify, which most of them do. Um, we decide to go with it, we do it. And, uh, just like this year, we're just doing the national with one horse and doing that before we go to, you know, before we head to Florida. But the girl that we're going with last year was uh, won every jump class in the in her junior hunter section. That's amazing. Yeah. Second in the hack and then was grand champion at the national. So yeah, that was she has a buy-in for to go back again. So we'll see what happens. It's not about doing the same thing again it's just going for another good experience yeah going for the fun of it well Danny well, thanks for your time and it's an amazing interview uh, <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> uh, it's crazy it's a uh, but you have a good day we're going to stop with that